Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned's Island... <laughs> Still enjoying some pretty hot weather and blue skies. Only this week we had another disturbing event. Yep, I had a me daughter, young Dolly's annual and endless preparations for Halloween, that is. This incident was not only a shocking milestone, it was a major Ned Natter show. Oh dear, well, put it this way, in the constant battle of the bulge, yep, between Elsie and her buddy Beyond It, that's uh, Beyond It, Brandy Shaw Washington or BBW to her friends. Elsie has reached 405. Yep, 405 pounds, that is. Oh dear. Yep. We now have two scales in the farmhouse. Yep, she puts one under each foot. She actually weighs close to three people rather than just one now. She hasn't got legs on her bed either. You know, she's got construction industry shoring posts. Hmm. Beyond it, oh well, she's catching up again though. She's weighing in a mere £385. Yep. And that's only about a day's worth of high calorie meals between, you know, <laughs> her and Elsie. You know, the worst part for me is that they're quite happy about it. Yep. Even competitive. Yep. Beyond it arrived at my farmhouse a while back and she was heavier than Elsie. Now they've swapped places. Yep. <laughs> Last week, I was worried about the state of me sofa, wasn't I? Well, this week, I'm wondering if the bleeding floor is going to give way first. <laughs> After all, Florida is well known for its sinkholes, and I'm wondering if me sofa dwellers are going to not fall into one, but actually create a brand new one. <laughs> Mind you, if it does happen, I'll be calling it the High Fat Microwave Diet Crater. <laughs> Either way, I'm not planning on any rescue attempt. Oh no, no. Instead, I think I'll just fill her up with water and keep ornamental koi and a few other fish. You know, rather than overstuffed sofa for a change. <laughs> Add to that, it's been a quieter than usual week on Two Medicine Farm anyway. See, I'm in the doghouse. Well, metaphorically speaking that is of course <laughs> i don't relish the idea of catching any fleas from me farm dog young clay <laughs> it was uh, worth it though yep it all went quiet after i spent two nights in me vegan neighbor young alice's zen room well after all it was me birthday gift from her yep a very peaceful sleep to start with no elsie grunting and snoring no beyond it farting and belching and, of course, no old Nan coughing her guts up and then moaning about where she spat out her dentures. <laughs> so, returning to a glaring and non-speaking Elsie was, believe me, just a lovely bonus. 
Midway between my birthday and Halloween, there is another event in our extended family. Yeah, the mother-in-law, that's the B-movie actress come monster Satana Troglodyte's birthday. <laughs> well, in the Trog family, they don't call it a birthday. Oh no, it's called a hatching. Yep, hatching. Yeah. Fortunately, we won't be celebrating it though. Mm, although a dark cloud will descend over me farm next week when she shows up for young Dolly's Halloween extravaganza. One thing's for sure, though, we will be the only family in Florida with a real-life horror on call. (laughs) Anyway, thinking nightmares, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Added to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nap in my armchair, or so I like it. Recently, it's been at me farm office desk, yeah, pouring over the bills. Oh dear. This time, though, there's definitely been something in the air, too. Yeah, Ding Dang's been burning old mattresses. <laughs> well, it's his uh, individual way of exercising his recently evicted tenants. Yeah, the campers, Quinton and Coagulate. Anyway, back to me dream. Well... All I can say is it involves flat cabbages and two people I'd rather not have in me farmhouse, let alone on me sofa. <laughs> well, I've heard of a power exchange, but uh, here I'm talking about complete role reversal. The wife Elsie and her buddy beyond it were out among me cabbages, whilst me farmhands, Quinton and Craglet, were on me sofa, yep, gossiping away. With old Nan. Now, that's a nightmare in itself, isn't it? (laughs) They've got quite a lot in common, though. You know, they dress in a similar way, for one. And they all smoke like chimneys. (laughs) Quinton enjoys whiskey, too. Mm. Anyway, I could just hear Quinton and Nan exchanging ideas. Not just on ghastly clothing, centrals and accessories, but, I suppose, on the sadistic pleasures of just being plain evil. Mm. Believe me, they are both masters of the art. <laughs> but in my dream, all I could see was Elsie and beyond it, no, not weeding and loving up me precious plants, but rolling around in me cabbages and flattening the lot. Like a pair of huge, ugly, runaway road rollers they were, yeah, me poor, simple, defenceless brassicas didn't stand a chance against the combined weight of the two medicine farms, two women, demolition squad. <laughs> I tried to stop them, but, you know, I couldn't get there fast enough. You know how dreams are, yeah. Like a bleeding action replay, played at less than half speed. (laughs) When I did finally show up, it looked as if a tornado had touched down. Yep, twice. (laughs) The worst part was seeing old Nan and Quinton standing near the fence, pointing at me pulverised plants, chuckling away like a pair of demented, windswept parrots. Anyway, I woke up suddenly to the smell of festering cabbage too. Well, at least it smelled like it. (laughs) But Elsie and beyond it had just eaten a huge bean casserole on top of their usual smorgasbord. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. 
Old Nan and her buddy Toshiko Suzuki, Milo, her brother, and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife, and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Highness now 103-year-old grandmother, <laughs> is still here. Yeah, keeping me awful ancient parent. Yeah, me mother, old Nan, company. Oh dear, well, I don't know what spiked it this time around, but maybe it's their age, you know, but the old birds have been having these deeply spiritual conversations. You know, old Nan has her, you know, long-held beliefs, yeah, of smoking and drinking each day. <laughs> uh, it's a kind of ritual with her, you know, a private ceremonial event, I suppose, almost, yeah. On the other hand, Grandma Tashiko believes in the hereafter. You know, some days I actually think she's already there. <laughs> anyway, that has caused some heated debate yeah, at their end of the living room, you know. Well, Nan doesn't think of reincarnation as a possibility at all. On the other hand, you know, I always thought she might come back as a, an ashtray, though, you know. <laughs> She'd uh, still smell the same, and I get to see her each day. But not have to put up with the endless moaning. <laughs> Although when Toshiko mentioned hungry ghosts as one of the reincarnation possibilities, old Nan got all hysterical and reckoned that would sum up Elsie's trip to the other side quite well. <laughs> Still on a spiritual note, I've been even praying myself this week. Yep. A pair of them would just shut up and give me some peace and quiet. <laughs> but to add to the week's drama, old Nan has taken a shine to our new mail carrier. Yep, Virgil made the awful mistake of being nice to the old crow. Now she thinks there's a sporting chance, sees a sprightly though stooping 64-year-old and the male is only a part-time job for him. He does only two days a week. The other male guy calls him his sub. <laughs> so maybe that's why Nan considers him a pushover. <laughs> I mean, surely a sub guarantees there's a 90% chance that he'll do exactly as old Nan says, despite the 30-year-old age gap. Oh dear, you know, I hate to consider the options or possibilities, but I've got a sneaky feeling Nan's about to get busy with her online shopping to guarantee he shows up at least twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> and brings it right to the door where she'll be doubtless waiting for him. Mm, ready with her broomstick, wand and cauldron. <laughs> so I still just think it's festive decor, isn't he? Yeah, until he finds out the truth. Yep, Nan has those ready for action all year long. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, me usually scruffy farm and ding-dang was changing ever since me camper painter, writer and former movie extra Quinton and his partner Quaglet moved into his trailer home. But it's back to the usual ding-dang this week. Well, well not quite. He, he doesn't smell so bad or look that hideous yet. <laughs> but the flamboyant Quinton's fast-moving hands effect will soon rub off. Well, I can't be sure. Ding-dang colours up very well when I even mention Quinton or his hands. <laughs> In the meantime, Nomi Farmander's been paying a lot of attention to the wife's buddy beyond it. After all... You can hardly miss her. More so, though, when she stands in front of the sun. 
At first, I thought it was all change when he invited her over for a candlelit supper, you know. <laughs> well, of course, you'd think candlelit supper, wouldn't you, if you were romantically inclined? But no, not him, no. They ended up sitting outside around a huge fire. <laughs> Ding Dang was burning his mattresses and a bunch of other unmentionable trash. The old truck tyres stink the most. <laughs> The menu was pretty sort of uh, unmentionable too. Yep, his usual case of bud and a couple of the largest pizzas I've ever seen delivered. <laughs> Ding Dang had a slice between smokes. Or was it just in amongst the disgusting smoke? I don't know. Once beyond it, put her a big appetite to work on the rest before Ding even got another look in. <laughs> Either way, she didn't return to me farmhouse that night, which meant one or two things. She decided to spend the night with Ding Dang, or he was too stoned to drive her back. <laughs> it was a nice break either way, and felt as if me farmhouse had gained another 350 square feet in a matter of minutes. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on the show. So here's Ding Dang's southern quote. She's going to have old and new monia dressed like that. <laughs> well, maybe even Ding Dang was shocked to see Beyond It dressed like that. Well, I must admit, I think it was a dress anyway. <laughs> uh, well, let's put it this way. I've heard of turning the other cheek, right? Well, in this case, there were two of them. <laughs> Not the kind you could exactly ignore either. You know, like uh, two super-sized country-cured hams separated by a pink thong. <laughs> you know, I just looked the other way, quickly. Oh dear. <laughs> we recently rehoused campers, though Quinton and Quagga have been enjoying dry weather and learning how to use silicon, newspaper and big gap filler to weatherproof their perforated palace also known as an ancient dilapidated travel trailer. But first they had to rid the place of me farmed old Clay's fleas and cat Charles' endless sticky ticks. So they used the, you know, them smoky orange foggers. Hmm, only with all the leaks and other rolls in the trailer, it ended up looking like an oversized, dysfunctional firework. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I mentioned Elsie, the wife's favourite subject, food, of course, yeah, but I'm not featuring her private recipes and ideas for cooking again this time. Oh, no. Oh, I just couldn't face her revolting offerings from the swamp. Added to that, I don't think we should feature any more of her 10,000 calorie specials. As you know, I cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. This week, with the wife approaching quarter of a tonne, I don't know what to say really. I wondered if she got to the point where putting on 30 pounds didn't matter anymore. I mean, what's 30 compared to a total of 405? <laughs> oh dear. Add to that, as we mentioned before, the calorie counts on her food are confusing to say the least. Especially when she eats the entire pack, can or frozen dish. 
Before she stopped speaking to me, I asked her about her calorie intake and I finally got to the root of the problem. Elsie never reads. Yep, I mean the calories, the vitamins, all the ingredients on anything she eats. It's a matter of dumping the packaging, eating up the contents, and then it's down the hatch. Yep, her hatch is always open. And it's closer to the old of a cargo ship. Only once it's inside, you'll never get to see it again. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate new to swinger old Fred's house is apparently the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night now. It's called Do You Know Fred? Yep. I wish I didn't. <laughs> oh dear. Well, to enter you, you have to bring a bottle, your wife, and a potluck dish, you know, for the all-night buffet. Fred meets like-minded folks, and old Lonnie, well, eats his way through stacks of free food. So when Saturday finally rolled round again, Fred told me this week's party theme was called Preachers and Sinners. Yeah, only an original one round here. You no, know, I even heard that some of them were actually the same thing. And that's, an oh dear, all right, isn't it? But with Fred's party, it's all about either nudity, uniforms, or kinky outfits in general. Yeah, the regulars began to show up in all kinds of weird interpretations of the theme, though. The preachers came in hats, coats and toys, and the sinners came dressed as politicians. <laughs> Some even with masks. Yep, of former presidents. That is, yeah, you know, the rubbery, lifelike kind. Oh dear. <laughs> kind of thing that people use for a bank robbery, you know. <laughs> Some opted for Fred's clothing optional stance too, but still wore the rubber masks. You know, nothing worse then disadvantaged nude ex-president is there. <laughs> this was an evening event I longed to dodge at all cost. But as you know, if I don't at least put me head round the door, I can't tell you anything about it, can I? <laughs> Add to that drama, me long-lost relative Skipner is still living at old Fred's place. But he's been dodging the swinging environment again this week to avoid some of the regular guests who decided to take Skip's latest money-making scheme seriously. Yep, that's African space tourism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, well, once they'd signed up and paid a deposit, they got access to Skip's website and realised they were investing in Saharan terra firma and not dreamy starry cosmos. (laughs) I knew something was up when old Skip invited himself over for a chat with Nan. Particularly when they ate each other, which meant he was only here to try and borrow money from the old crow. (laughs) But you know, Nan's not as daft as she looks. Oh no, she offered Skip a 25% interest rate on any loan she gave him and asked him for some kind of security too. (laughs) Trouble is, the only way you could get any form of suitably tangible security out of Skip is to lock him up. (laughs) That way he can't escape and dodge the repayments.
Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers one of our long-lost relatives. Yep, long-lost for good reason. See... We got far too many relatives, enough to start a small country, I reckon. <laughs> anyway, it was a memory about the time when we second cousin Constance Natter, or to her friends, Constant Natter, <laughs> rose up through the ranks of the army to become a major. Yeah, I reckon a major horror at that. <laughs> See, the army liked her and promoted her every year. She was in without fail. In fact, they were the only folks that did. Like her, I mean. <laughs> she used her time-of-the-month anger as a secret weapon. Yet once a month, they wheeled her out into action, and the enemy didn't stand a chance. When she wasn't needed, they even lent her to the canine unit instead, where she was decorated for her hound-like qualities in an emergency. <laughs> you know, that was until she got into a nasty fight with an equally angry German shepherd. <coughs> Naturally, the dog came off far worse than her. Yep, after all, what good is a military dog without any teeth? <laughs> anyway, after retiring early from the army, yep, still as a major, she became an all-in wrestler and later a bare-knuckle cage fighter. <laughs> well, that was until she retired again, yeah, to become a security guard at an old folks' home. Where she apparently puts up with no nonsense from the seniors, particularly the ones in wheelchairs. She's even been known to lock their wheels together with a bicycle chain and leave them outdoors in all weathers in the hope of taming the poor old muckers. <laughs> oh dear, I, I think the only reason old Nan remembered Constance Natter was because Nan had been reading a book on wartime atrocities. <laughs> She started another one now, you know, it's uh, about serial killers. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure if we've got one of them in the extended family, but you never know. On the other hand, the wife murders more serial than the average teenager during a growth spurt. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of row books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me family library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with only one new book this time around, and it's called My Husband is a Zombie by D. Voss Soon. <laughs> well, this book is aimed at folks trying to deal with a problem that's closer to home than you like to think. The author, D reckons her husband wasn't the sharpest tack in the box when she met him ten years ago. 
But she was only interested in his physique, not his brains. Yeah, well, cliche, you know, his uh, beauty is only skin deep. But so uh, with D, it was only about his muscles. <laughs> but she reckons, you know, the uh, steroids have finally taken a huge toll. And she's not just talking about the standard shrinkage issues here. <laughs> she reckons her husband's brain, well, what there was of it, has shrunk too. Eeny, meeny, miny, toe. <laughs> and now she has an absolute moron, or what she calls a virtually brain-dead zombie on her hands. <laughs> so her book comes with a sobering message, you know, don't only rely on looks. And if you've got a zombie for a partner, her advice is simple. Get a good leash, take him out for frequent walkies in the park, and only feed him a liquid diet. Add to that, make sure you keep up your subscription to, uh, for the old Cartoon Network. Yeah, It'll keep him out of trouble for at least 23 hours a day. Oh dear, at first I thought, you know, compost eat for this one, but, you know, then I considered the author's hideous plight, eh? Well, there are parallels with me own marriage. You know, D's got a zombie, and I've got a dead weight. <laughs> so, I'm keeping it on me farm library shelf and recommending that everyone go out and buy their own copy. See, D needs all the help she can get. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Spain, and it's not a revolting foodie one either. It's called the Baby Jumping Festival. (laughs) That's right, baby jumping. It dates back to 1620, and before your mind wanders too far, I should mention that it's a very different thing from those guys who do it with monster trucks, cars or even motorbikes. (laughs) In this event, the babies are actually jumped over by the devil. To be strictly honest, men dressed as the devil in red and yellow suits. The poor babies are laid out in mattresses in the street. Yep, the men carry whips and castanets as they hop over the infants and terrify the poor mites after death. Add to that, all I can say is they must have an incredibly vivid imagination. Yep, I mean, I've never even seen the devil. Well, not yet anyway. But these folks must have some kind of first-hand information to know what he looks like, how he dresses, and what he carries around with him. <laughs> to be honest, I think the castanets are way off base. On the other hand, I have heard he's supposed to be nearly as bad as me mother or old nan. <laughs> and if that's the case, well, I'd suggest they keep the babies at home for good measure. In fact, everyone should go out of their way to avoid him. Yeah. I'm speaking, you see, from hard-won experience. Just remember, I was hoodwinked into allowing such a creature to actually live under my own roof. (laughs) 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Dad. This is Nigel Bont calling you from England. Your brother Buck has just thrown this ridiculous thing to me today, and he says, break a bill. Well, I, I don't know. I think something like that happened to one of my ducks once, but uh, uh, maybe you could help me out, old chap. You know, I just love the way he actually introduced himself on my voicemail there. You know, it's as if uh, I know someone else who actually sounds just like him. (laughs) Anyway, let me translate for you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and old Nigel is totally confused. This time, it's break a bill. Yep. I'll be giving you the short version, Nigel. Buck reckons he could never break a bill at his local store or gas station. Well, Nigel, to break a bill, you know, is like getting change from a £10 note for you. In other words, getting small denominations from a larger note. Of course, here it's called a bill and not a note. It's just like, you know, the letters I get in the mail and never French ones, if you get me meaning. (laughs) The problem with Buck asking someone to break a bill or get change is that all his $100 bills a counterfeit. <laughs> so as you can imagine, they always saw him coming yep, and locked up the register pretty fast. <laughs> I hope that solves the problem, Nigel. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me constant political commentating neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson farm to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Russia's always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> Her other politically challenged and motivated neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, is in California and this week Russia's still focused on his new segment and has forgotten all about the Democrats. Well, the current situation anyway. (laughs) Although his politics are always on track, he says conversion is now better than preaching. Yeah, Rush leaves the preaching to the preacher. And so he's got his latest contribution to the Ned Nat show here. 
It's how to become a Republican. <laughs> and this week, he's back on form, all right? Yeah, well, in his very own simple words, that is. To become a good Republican, you need to think about winning and making phone calls, sending emails, talking to neighbours, knocking doors, and registering up new voters. Well, Rush, that was definitely a statement. But before I could say anything else, his words tailed off and he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Yep, oh dear. Rush has always gotta go. And flush. <laughs> but late that day, I was taken aback when I saw him again. Yep. Being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, mowing again. Yep. Only outside me C-store restaurant owning rapper Pashana Kondapindi's house. Yep, that's Mumbai Mansion. <laughs> and nearly a mile away from Stonewall Jackson Farm. Rush reckons a lot of Asian Americans are staunch conservatives and he's noticed Pashana hadn't put his name down for any particular team yet. Of course, Rush wants to beat everyone to the goal on this one. Particularly as last week's victim, Young Ellis, doesn't seem to care either way. Oh well, he has got a point. Why, um, because Bashana is conservative when it comes to spending his money. There's no doubt about that. Take his restaurant, for example. The entire replica of the Taj Mahal is made out of painted polystyrene and paper mache. <laughs> I can't decide if that's conservative or just plain cheap. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe that makes him an ideal candidate for Rush's conscription plans. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice's growing collection of pet chickens seems to be doing well, but we didn't chat about her latest newest pets this time. No, but before we could say much else, Alice reminded me how Mercury has been in retrograde and she's not made any new plans since the end of September as she's been waiting for it to all catch up again. <laughs> anyway, she reckons next week she'll be doing me next tower reading. Oh dear, you know, before I met young Alice, I thought Major Arcana was an Indian military officer. <laughs> oh well. Added to that, she said, I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Yep. Hummingbirds have a heart rate of 1260 beats per minute, Ned. Some of them even reach 60 miles per hour too. Yep. I knew they were fast, but, you know, they'd leave me tracked with dust for sure. <laughs> On the other hand, my heart rate only goes up when I see young Alice, but, you know, not that much. Oh, I'm around 60 right now, not 1260. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, I got a call from Sheila in Stockton and she wanted to let me know that she's been reading up on this article she read about her smartphone spying on her. And if you own one, it's spying on you too. Yeah, these researchers have discovered that no matter how clever you think you are at covering your tracks, the little devices can continually send information about you, where you are, what you're doing, back to its digital masters. (laughs) In fact, no matter how hard you try to halt this process, all those lovely so-called convenient apps you love don't work properly unless they can spy on you. It's what you call a vicious circle, I suppose, yep, with you and your little electronic aid right in the middle of it. (laughs) Anyway, fortunately, my phone uh, still inside the septic tank, yep. Mm. Still no eager volunteers either to retrieve it, so it's spying on some very unpleasant stuff right now. I just hope the information's finding its way back to whoever needs it. (laughs) At least that way, they'll know immediately how I really feel about their product, the associated apps, and their excessive, obsessive spying. (laughs) Oh dear. The second item comes from Harry in Halifax and he's called me about this really troubling news. Well, kind of sad news that 23 species of birds and fish have been declared extinct this year. And that is an oh dear, isn't it? He reckons the only things that are never going extinct are humans. (laughs) Well, Harry, they do say, never say never, don't they? Well... You know, I hate hearing about animals becoming extinct. It's like, you know, the end of an era and you can't ever bring them back, can you? On the other hand, you know, I'm concerned about a few things I've seen going extinct for some time now. Yep, good manners, general civility, kindness and worst of all, hope. I open a door for someone and they just glare at me. But I'm used to that. Me mother nan has always glared at good deeds. (laughs) I give way to one person in traffic and ten fill in the space, causing me to break like hell. (laughs) To sum up though, you know, with all that loss, that's what I'd call an extinction crisis. (laughs) This is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I'm looking through 50%'s latest offering, and I'm really not sure about this one at all. It might just be taking things too far, you know, by that I mean further than last time. This is the kind of ad you can actually picture disaster in, you know, whilst you listen to it. Anyway, so here goes. You're just going to love our unique offerings here at Dream Vacation Services, Inc. A dream vacation like no other. So let's start with the deal of the week. Yeah, with everything back to normal in Afghanistan... You can visit right now again, yeah. Mm. Some folks like the sound of the unique way of life there. Add to that 
if you do break the law, they don't bother with jail. No, 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 not at all. They just let you get stoned instead. <laughs> Sounds like me fireman Ding Dang's dream vacation. Yep, we don't just get you there, we provide the entertainment too. So visit our website today to learn more at bangforyourbuckvacations.com. But don't forget our unique 30-day guarantee. Fly in 30 days or your money back. But wait, with every vacation booked this week only, we're offering a complimentary instant Afghan beard kit and free entry into our unique vacation prize draw. Yep, that's right. Get entered free for a chance to win a two-year, all-expenses-paid break. Yep, a full two years, that is, in our Guantanamo Bay Resort. <laughs> Where you'll find open spaces, unique purpose-built accommodation, and access to a full range of water... Um, sports, yep, and of course the peaceful fortified beaches. Mm. Add to that, they're all gated off nicely from the Cubans, and you can't beat that. You know, that's making me think about booking Elsie a dream vacation. <laughs> Could be my dream, actually. She won't even need to bother with the free beard kit either, you know, she can just dye one of her chins instead. <laughs> yep. It's a dream for me, all right. <laughs> I could also enter old Nan into the two-year vacation draw. <laughs> Come to think of it, might be easier to, you know, go and pay for it. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'll be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>